Long History, Jacques Cartier, Journey 1, Part 1, Birds and White Bears in Newfoundland and the Gulf of St. Lawrence. Hello and welcome to Long History. In this episode we're going to begin a new document here on Long History, and this one's about the famous French explorer Jacques Cartier. He's most famous for exploring the Gulf of St. Lawrence, the St. Lawrence River, and areas that would eventually become part of French Canada. He's also credited with naming the country of Canada, after a local word for village or settlement. Cartier set off on his journey on the 20th of April 1534, his original mission being to search for a route from Europe to the Far East, heading west. He was sponsored by the King of France on this journey. We're going to cover all three of Cartier's famous voyages here, and as usual we're serialising the very source documents themselves written by Jacques Cartier, although of course they were originally written in French. I can't actually find the name of the translator here, but if I find it I'll put it on our website which is longhistory.net. Speaking of which, we've covered many famous voyages by lots of famous explorers now, including Sir Walter Raleigh, Sir Francis Drake, not forgetting Magellan and Columbus. So if you like hearing source documents about the age of exploration, there's plenty to explore either on your podcast provider or on longhistory.net. This is Jacques Cartier, Journey 1, Part 1. Birds and white bears in Newfoundland and the Gulf of St. Lawrence. Certain Voyages containing the discovery of the Gulf of St. Lawrence to the west of Newfoundland, and from thence up the river of Canada to Ochelaga, Saguenay and other places, with a description of the temperature of the climate, the disposition of the people, the nature, commodities and riches of the soil, and other matters of special moment. The first relation of Jacques Cartier of Saint-Malo, of the new land called New France, newly discovered in the year of our Lord, 1534. How Monsieur Jacques Cartier departed from the port of Saint-Malo with two ships and came to Newfoundland, and how he entered into the port of Buena Vista. After that Sir Charles of Mouy, Knight Lord of Meilleray, and Vice-Admiral of France had caused the captains, masters and mariners of the ships to be sworn to behave themselves truly and faithfully, in the service of the most Christian King of France, under the charge of the said Cartier, upon the 20th day of April 1534, we departed from the port of Saint-Malo, with two ships of three-score ton apiece burden, and sixty-one well-appointed men in each one. And with such prosperous weather we sailed onwards, that upon the tenth day of May we came to Newfoundland, where we entered into the Cape of Buena Vista, which is in latitude forty-eight degrees and a half, and in longitude... blank in the original. But because of the great store of the ice that was alongst the said land, we were constrained to enter into an haven called St. Catherine's Haven, distant from the other ports about five leagues towards south-southeast. There did we stay ten days looking for fair weather, and in the meanwhile we mended and dressed our boats. 
how we came to the island of birds, and of the great quantity of birds that there be. Upon the 21st of May, the wind being in the west, we hoisted sail, and sailed toward north and by east from the Cape of Buenavista, until we came to the island of birds, which was environed about with a bank of ice, but broken and cracked. Notwithstanding the said bank, our two boats went thither to take in some birds, whereof there is such plenty, that unless a man did see them, he would think it an incredible thing. For, albeit the island, which containeth about a league in circuit, be so full of them, that they seem to have been brought thither and sowed for the nonce, yet are there an hundredfold as many hovering about as within, some of which are as big as jays, black and white, with beaks like unto crows. They lie always upon the sea. They cannot fly very high, because their wings are so little, and no bigger than half one's hand. Yet do they fly as swiftly as any birds of the air level to the water. They are also exceedingly fat. We named them Apparath. In less than half an hour we filled two boats full of them, as if they had been with stones, so that besides them which we did eat fresh, every ship did powder and salt five or six barrels full of them. Of two sorts of birds, the one called Godets, the other Margol, and how we came to Carpunt. Besides these there is another kind of birds which hover in the air, and over the sea, lesser than the others, and these do all gather themselves together in the island, and put themselves under the wings of birds that are greater. These we named godets. There are also of another sort, but bigger and white, which bite even as dogs. Those we named margol. And albeit the said island be fourteen leagues from the mainland, notwithstanding, Bears come swimming thither to eat of the said birds, and our men found one there as great as any a great cow, and as white as any swan, who in their presence leapt into the sea. And upon Whitsun Monday, following our voyage toward the land, we met her by the way, swimming toward land as swiftly as we could sail. So soon as we saw her, we pursued her with our boats, and by main strength took her, whose flesh was as good to be eaten as the flesh of a calf of two years old. The Wednesday following being the 27th of the month, we came to the entrance of the Bay of the Castles. But because the weather was ill, and the great store of ice we found, we were constrained to enter into an harbour about the said entrance called Carpunt, where, because we would not come out of it, we stayed till the 9th of June what time we departed, hoping, with the help of God, to sail further than the said carpent, which is latitude 51 degrees. The description of Newfoundland from Cape Razo to Cape de Grad The land from Cape Razo to Cape de Grad, which is the point of the entrance of the bay that trendeth from head to head toward north-northeast and south-southwest. All this part of land is parted into islands, one so near the other that there are but small rivers between them, through the which 
you may pass with little boats, and therefore there are certain good harbours, among which are those of Carpent and Degrad. In one of these islands that is the highest of them all, being the top of it you may plainly see the two low islands that are near to Cape Brazo, from whence to the port of Carpent they counted five and twenty leagues, and there are two entrances thereat, one on the east, the other on the south side of the island. But you must take heed of the side and point of the east, because that everywhere there is nothing else but shelves, and the water is very shallow. You must go about the island toward the west, the length of half a cable or thereabout, and then to go toward the south to the said carpent. Also you are to take heed of three shelves that are in the channel under the water, and toward the island on the east side in the channel, the water is of three or four fathom deep and clear ground. The other trendeth toward east-north-east, and on the west you may go ashore. Of the island which is now called St. Catherine's Island. Going from the Point de Grad, and entering into the said bay toward the west and by north, there is some doubt of two islands that are on the right side, one of the which is distant from the said point three leagues, and the other seven, either more or less than the first, being a low and plain land, and it seemeth to be part of the mainland. I named it St. Catherine's Island, in which, toward the northeast, there is very dry soil, but about a quarter of a league from it, very ill ground, so that you must go a little about. The said island and the port of Castles trend toward north-northeast and south-southwest, and they are about fifteen leagues asunder. From the said port of Castles to the port of Gutta, which is in the northern part of the said bay, that trendeth toward east-northeast and west-southwest, there are twelve leagues and an half. And about two leagues from the port of Balances, that is to say, the third part athwart the said bay, the depth being sounded, it is about thirty-eight fathoms. And from the said port of Balances to the white sands towards the west-south-west, there is fifteen leagues. But you must take heed of a shelf that lieth about three leagues outward from the said white sands, on the south-west side above water like a boat. Of the place called Blanc-Sablon, or the White Sand, of the island of Brest, and of the island of Birds, of the sorts and quantity of birds that there are found, and of the port called the Islets. White Sand is a road in the which there is no place guarded from the south nor southeast, but towards south-southwest from the said road there are two islands, one of the which is called Brest Island, and the other the Island of Birds, in which there is great store of goddets, and crows with red beaks and red feet. They make their nests in holes under the ground even as conies. A point of land being passed about a league from white sand, there is a port and passage found called the Islets, a better place than white sand, and there is great fishing. From the said port of the islets unto another called Brest, the circuit is about 
10 leagues. This port is in latitude 51 degrees and 55 minutes, and in longitude blank in the original. From the islets to that place, there are many other islands, and the said port of Brest is also amongst those islands. Moreover, the islands do compass more than three leagues from the said Brest, being low, and over them are the other lands above mentioned seen. How we with our ships entered into the port of Brest, and sailing onward toward the west, we passed amidst the islets, which were so many in number that it was not possible to tell them, and how we named them the islets. Upon the 10th of June, we with our ships entered into the port of Brest, to furnish ourselves with water and wood, and to make us ready to pass the said bay. Upon St Barnabas' day, service being heard, we with our boats went beyond the said port, toward the west, to see what harbours were there. We passed through the midst of the islets, which were so many in number, that it was not possible they might be told, for they continued about ten leagues beyond the said port. We, to rest ourselves, stayed in one of them a night, and there we found great store of duck eggs, and other birds that there do make their nests. We named them all the islets. Of the port called St Anthony's Port, St Servan's Port, James Cartier's Port, of the river called St James, of the customs and apparel of the inhabitants of the island of White Sand. The next day we passed the said islands, and beyond them all we found a good haven, which we named St Anthony's Haven, and one or two leagues beyond we found a little river toward the southwest coast, that is between two other islands and is a good harbour. There we set up a cross and named it St Servan's Port, and on the southwest side of the said port and river, about one league, there is a small island as round as an oven, environed about with many other little islands that give notice to the said ports. Further about two leagues there is another greater river, in which we took a good store of salmon, that we named St James his river. Being in the said river, we saw a ship of Rochelle, that the night before had passed the port of Brest, where they thought to have gone fishing, but the mariners knew not where they were. We, with our boats, approached near unto it, and it directed to another port one league more toward the west than the said river of St. James, which I take to be one of the best in all the world, and therefore we named it James Cartier Sound. If the soil were as good as the harbours are, it were a great commodity, but it is not to be called the new land, but rather stones and wild crags, and a place fit for wild beasts, for in all the North Island I did not see a cartload of good earth. Yet went I on shore in many places, and in the island of white sand there is nothing else but moss and small thorns scattered here and there, withered and dry. To be short, I believe that this was the land that God allotted to Cain. There are men of an indifferent good stature and bigness, but wild and unruly. They wear their hair tied on the top like a wreath of hay, and put a wooden pin within it, 
or any other such thing instead of a nail, and with them they bind certain birds' feathers. They are clothed with beasts' skins, as well the men as women, but that the women go somewhat straighter and closer in their garments than the men do, with their waists girdled. They paint themselves with certain rowan colours. Their boats are made of the bark of birch trees, with the which they fish and take great store of seals. And as far as we could understand since our coming thither, that is not their habitation, but they come from the mainland of hotter countries to catch the said seals and other necessaries for their living. That's the end of the first part of this journey and there are four parts altogether in this first journey by Jacques Cartier. It is worth finding a map or some sort of route of this journey, there are plenty on the internet, but it is quite difficult to follow in detail. Some of the names do still seem to appear on the maps, such as this place called White Sand that is mentioned, or Blanc Sablon in French, and please forgive all my French pronunciation in this document. Speaking of which, Saint Servan can also be found on today's maps, but it's perhaps best not to worry too much about all the names that Jacques Cartier uses here, because many of them have been forgotten. Rather, it's best just to bear in mind that in this particular episode, Cartier and his men crossed the Atlantic, reached Newfoundland, sailed up its eastern coast, and then into the Gulf of St. Lawrence, where they explored the northern coast of that gulf. I hope that's been an interesting glimpse of Canada in the 1500s. Before you move on, please do give it a like or share it with anyone who might be interested. As we've mentioned, this is one of many journeys covered by Long History Now, so if you're interested, don't forget to explore on your podcast provider or on the website longhistory.net. Don't forget to subscribe or follow this series if you can. And thank you in particular if you've already subscribed or shared these episodes, it's much appreciated. But above all, thank you for listening. This was Long History. Jacques Cartier, Journey 1, Part 1 birds and white bears in Newfoundland and the Gulf of St. Lawrence. Goodbye.